This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, we're settling in as we usually do during the second hour. We just get our rhythm moving. Uh, also, folks, just in case you need to get your rhythm moving and maybe you got some other things to do, remember to check out the podcast of the program. Easy way to do that. Just subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. You can listen to the show in segment form. Hey, you can also, if you want, listen to the Complete Kelly and Company podcast experience. Always recommend that for sure. We also include on the end of it an audio vanity card. Kelly McDonald here at the Home Studio, London, Ontario, with Ramya Muthan, and she is at the main office in Toronto. So we're kicking off the school year for many people right now, and as we do that, we're going to get an education of our own with Leslie Depot, our registered nurse, talking about the word sepsis. Let's bring her on. I'm Leslie Depoe, registered nurse. Until I got into healthcare, I didn't realize how many people around me had questions about taking care of their own health. So I'm really happy to share some of those answers with you. Join me for the monthly health check-in and we'll talk about everyday questions about everyday health. So sepsis is a word that we may have heard before, but may not really understand. And September 13th, which was yesterday, is National Sepsis Awareness Day in Canada. And we're going to learn a lot about it today. So... Leslie, where do we begin? Is it where we always do with the definition? You know, I, I definitely wanted to uh, want to jump into a definition. You know me all so well. Um, but before we do, I was hoping I could put you both on the spot for a minute and ask, I mean, first of all, have you ever heard of the term sepsis? And secondly, what what's your understanding of what that word means? Hmm. So for no pressure, me, no pressure. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad because oh no, because the, my understanding of sepsis is so vague and broad that it can kind of be anything and everything. It can be, uh, it, you can get it quote um, from pretty much a lot of different situations. But I'm not sure what it can lead to, what the signs and symptoms are. It's just a very broad, vague understanding. My understanding, Leslie, is generally uh, from some kind of infection. And left unchecked, um, whether it's an abscess in the tooth, maybe maybe there I might be stretching it, but I believe so, or something where your body then starts to become almost, uh, there's a balance where it's become more full of poison than, than, uh, than is healthy. There's that level of, uh-oh, uh, I guess like somebody having too much, too high a sugar. I love this. You guys, A pluses all around. I am so thoroughly impressed. I feel like it's something that people hear in passing or worst case scenario, you know somebody who had to go through this. Um, you guys were really like phenomenal. Well done. Give yourselves a pat on the back. You know way more than you thought you did. Um, I'm going to share with you the official definition from Sepsis Canada. And that's an organization that was started to really focus on the causes of sepsis, improve um, prevention, detection, and management of sepsis as well. I mean, one of the big things that was happening in hospitals is it was being missed. Um, And as we learn more about it today, maybe you'll start to see why that might be. It can kind of look like something else at first presentation. And there's a few things we have to do right at the start as healthcare providers in order to see a good outcome. And so some organizations were formed to sort of improve some of the education, some of the tools around this, which is what we use now in our emergency departments, even in in our intensive care units as well. Mm. So sepsis is exactly what you thought. Um, It can be a life-threatening illness, and it is caused by the body's 
overreaction to an infection. So it's not an infection in and of itself. You already had an infection in one way, shape, or form. It could have been a bacteria. It could have been a virus. It could have been a parasite. It could have been a fungal infection. But instead of your body having sort of a normal response to the infectious process, it sort of went overboard. It had an overreaction. So normally our systems can fight an infection, but in sepsis, the body kind of triggers this response throughout your whole body causing extreme inflammation. It can cause blood clots and other things as well. And eventually it leads to um, shutting down of our organs or something known as multi-organ system failure. Um, and that can happen exactly what you said, Kelly. Like it can start in an infection that you think is so localized. I got a cut on my hand. I got an absence in my tooth. And essentially your whole system overreacts to the point where sepsis is what happens when it takes over your whole body. Yikes. Oh my gosh. So this can happen with any kind of infection. Yeah, absolutely it can. Now, not all infections result in sepsis, thank goodness. Um, when an infection does cause sepsis, however, it can develop really, really quickly. So that's why, again, that's why these these um, new protocols were set up, organizations were started, because we were missing it. Sometimes it, it looks like something else. Sometimes we don't know there was an infection. Sometimes we know there's an infection, but we thought we were doing what we needed to, and we miss it. And it, and it can turn really quickly. And that's what's so scary about it when it happens. When we end up with shock or when our organs fail, the really big ones, our head, our heart, our lungs, um, that can happen within hours. So um, that's why they, there's, a, there's a stat out there that says the risk of dying of sepsis increases by as much as 8% every hour where treatment is delayed. Mm. So as we said, we have all these different kinds of infections that can do it. And this isn't, to, I know sometimes I come on here and I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to scare, scare everybody with pieces. That's not the point of any of this. It's all for education, right? When you know your body, when you start having these effects, you can protect yourself and you can speak up. And like I said, any kind of infection can lead to this pneumonia, even stomach bugs. Um, yes, viruses like COVID and influenza and even parasites that we don't see very often. So, Leslie, because of those examples that you gave, I'm curious, is it contagious? Yeah, and that's a really fair question. And it's it's kind of a hard, um, I'm going to, it's kind of a hard line, a little blurry maybe in some cases. The Whatever infection it is that you had to start, that might be contagious. If you ended up with a really bad um, influenza, for example, influenza is definitely contagious. Whether or not you went septic as a result of that infection, that part is not contagious. So sepsis itself is not contagious. You can't spread sepsis from one person to another. But as I say, you can spread the infection that led to the sepsis. So most cases of sepsis start outside of the hospital, but believe it or not, you can end up in the hospital for something else. You pick up some kind of a bug and that can lead to sepsis as well. Wow. Wow. I've heard them have the conversations about, you know, being in a hospital conditions and even shots that you have to take sometime or medicine uh, to, to prevent you from getting in trouble because they have to give you needles and things like that in a mm -hmm. hospital environment where, where so many things can grab onto you um, and, and be a problem. Um, this sounds like anyone could get sepsis. Yeah, I mean, the truth is there's certainly groups that are more susceptible uh, and that pose a higher risk. So age is a huge piece. Unfortunately, um, people with underlying chronic medic uh, medical conditions, so things like diabetes, lung disease, cancer and kidney disease. And the reason being, we are, it already means we have key organs in our bodies that aren't functioning at 100%. So we're just kind of at a bigger risk in general. Same thing, folks who have weakened immune system, um, young children as well. And then you take a look at some social things too, people that are in high-risk settings, people experiencing homelessness would be at higher risk, people that don't have access to the kind of healthcare 
um, that that we've come to rely on so much as um, certainly as Canadians. And I mean, just just for point of references, before I was a nurse, but I mean, I had a, a coworker of mine. His his young son ended up catching it, an otherwise healthy kid, but it was a pneumonia um, or an, certainly some kind of infection that had that had gone unchecked. And so I just use that as a reminder to to like I said, not to scare anybody, but to make sure you know these are. These are the reasons why when you think something's not right, then you're yeah. the you're the expert of your own body. So um, and that that includes just those those common colds and viruses that we carry through healing all the way through is, is certainly important. But boy, could you ever think, oh, my goodness, this is nothing. I got a sliver. I got a sore tooth. I'll go see the dentist, you know, and, mm-hmm. and get it cleared, whatever. And all of a sudden you could be. uh Oh. But it is, let's say, as you're saying, how much we get to know our bodies. And every month as we consider another health topic with you, we're getting to know our bodies a little bit more and understanding, uh, you know, what's going on with us physically and keeping in touch. So what are the signs and symptoms of sepsis? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing you have to remember is is what we said, which is sepsis starts with an infection. So first things first is you have an infection of some kind. Most people would know that. Most people, you're aware of the fact that you've been battling a lung infection or you got a really bad cut on your foot when you were at the cottage last week. And sometimes you don't know. So make sure you have a good look around on your body. Did you have a cut you didn't realize you had or something like that? UTIs can be one of those things that absolutely can lead to sepsis, but can be underreported and, and under medicated. So that's another thing that, you know, just be in tune with your system. Um, so that's going to be your first sign is you have an infection. Some part of your body is not healing the way it should. And now things are going to go to the extreme. So some people will, will say, you know, all of a sudden they've got really bad fevers. Sometimes muscle pain starts just cropping up. It's like, I thought I, you know, I thought things were going in the right direction. Now all of a sudden I woke up the next day. It's, it's way worse when things start to get really bad. Um, and this is like, you should be sitting in emerge if the, any of these things are happening, slurred speech or people reporting people around you going, man, you're just not making very much sense today. Like I asked you the same question three times. Every time you answer, you get a different, I get a different answer. People report feeling breathless. Their big one is discoloration of your skin, kind of some modeling in that. So, you know, have a friend take, you know, help you out. Take a look at places that you can't maybe see by your by yourself. Um, that's a huge one. And people just feeling this sort of impending sense of doom. I know that sounds very ominous, but it's it's actually, I think it's, I think it's really empowering. I cannot tell you how common it is for patients to to predict things in their own bodies and say, like, I, I don't know what's wrong, but I can tell you right now, something doesn't feel right. That's That's always a big red flag. Wow. Okay, so are there any other ways for us to prevent this from happening? Yes, absolutely. Here's to me is the greatest news of all of this is through this through this pandemic, which we are all still living living through and and living with. You know, we learn so many fantastic public health measures that we can utilize all year round for ourselves, for our family. Wash your hands. Um, good hand hygiene. Knowing signs and symptoms of of an infection. Um, being up to date on your immunizations, being aware when something isn't healing correctly, and of course, seeking medical attention promptly. So Leslie, to kind of wrap things up, you have a universal red flag when it comes to health. Can you share that with us and also how it relates back to our topic on sepsis? Absolutely, I can. And I can't stress this enough. I tell this to patients all the time. Your number one red flag is when something was getting better, You had a cough, the cough started to resolve. You had a cut, it looked like it was healing. And all of a sudden it goes backwards. That's so weird. I felt well for two days. Now this cough is 10 times worse. Now I have a fever. That's strange. I thought this cut was healing. Boy, is it 20 times so much more painful today to touch a red. That is a red flag across the board. Doesn't matter what part of your body you're talking about. Doesn't matter what you were working yourself through. If you have started to see a day or two of getting better and things turn backwards, 
that is a red flag. So certainly when we talk about sepsis and we talk about infection, it's all about knowing your own body, putting your hand up when you think something's wrong and following through promptly. Now, I'm I'm curious about the follow-up part of it. Um, you know, is it really just a family physician thing or whoever your, your uh, care team was to begin with? Or are there times when you would just say, go to ER, go to You know what? Yeah, that's such a fair question. And honestly, the line is blurry. You need, you really need a qualified healthcare professional to help triage you in those moments. So Mm -hmm. what I always say is, you know, we have a lot of really great telehealth options in this, in this country who can help to triage you through those questions and help make that decision. Sometimes it can be followed up with from your family doctor. If you're just thinking, you know what, something isn't, you know, but, but, but again, it's so tricky because time is, Time is very precious in these scenarios. So the truth is, if you've got an infection, if you thought it was getting better and it's not, that for me is enough for you to go and and follow up with some immediate support. Right. And, and, and I mean, I know I've always heard of that. If you leave something, again, sometimes people are just, oh, you better be careful of that. You know, it could get some, you know, sepsis from that. Ha, ha, ha. It, it's a silly joke, but that little silly joke could not necessarily become true. But it should be that reminder that keep an eye. Check. How do you feel? That's exactly it. And and as I say, and if you started to think, you know, you were turning a corner, if you knew something was wrong and you got the antibiotics and you did whatever it was, or you waited it out because it didn't need it and you were told a couple of days you should start to turn that corner. It's really, like I said, it's really about being in tune with your body, understanding what your baseline is and knowing when something is not right and acting accordingly. And to continue the, you know, research and awareness on sepsis, you did give us a link, a resource to put up on our blog, ami.ca slash Kelly Cohen. This is for sepsisawareness.ca. You've got it. Yeah. And they've got a great piece on sepsis awareness month. There's lots of stuff. It's very uh, user friendly. It's not, it's not made for medical professionals. It's made so that you can have a read and have a better understanding and hopefully spread the word. Awesome. Leslie, thank you so much. As you said, and I'll repeat it pretty much, is just it's not to scare us, but it's really to inform us, to keep us continuing to be aware of uh, what could be happening to our bodies and just kind of be in tune with that stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks as always. Leslie DePoe is our registered nurse. She joins us on the second Wednesday of every month uh, to have a health check-in. And we've covered a lot of things, Kels, in the last year, especially, um, you know, always answering current questions that we'd have when it comes to COVID-19 or mental health awareness or just resources, things that are happening around us. Um, And we come up with questions or curiosities, and she's always keeping us up to date. I love how she comes up with something that maybe we wasn't even on our radar, something that you, when you think about it, my goodness, of course, we should know a little bit about it. We, we banter the term around, but what do we know? So really wonderful topic. Learned a lot there today, folks. Uh, we'll step aside for just a moment. And coming up next, we flip through some quirky stories from around the globe with Jeff Ryman on What in the World. We'll get into it after this. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.